0: There are millions of unemployed youths globally. A world is broken and young people are mostly affected. But in a multitude of cancers there is safety. Every week, Greater Waiter engages in discussion with industry professionals and business leaders to share their opinions and insight on how youths can find jobs, create jobs, and build successful careers. Are you young and want to build a successful career? Welcome to the show. Right, yes, we're here again and then uh, this is a wonderful episode because uh, the person I'm speaking with today is uh, somebody I call a star girl, right? Um, okay. So let me, give, let me give a brief introduction of who she is, my guest today, right? We, we, we used to work together uh, as colleagues at Alan and Grant and uh, you just know that this person is beyond an HR professional, right? She's a leader, she's a, you know, there's, there's this buzzword right now, a thought leader. Right. She has a lot of qualities that every, everybody wants to just surround themselves around. Right. And then we are discussing today the topic managing exposition as a fresh graduate. Right. And thank you so much, Ulu Atoni Omotayo, for your time today to speak with me.
1: Thank you so much, Gray. Thank you so much. Um, it's a privilege to be here. I'm excited to be doing this with you, my brother. Thank you. I don't understand that.
0: So, so okay, for, 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 for the sake of those who will be listening to this podcast for the first time and don't know who Tony is, right, I'd like you to let's start that conversation from um, that introduction of who, who exactly Tony Omotayo is.
1: Okay, uh, okay, like you rightly said, my name is Tony Omotayo. Um, if, I mean, my introduction has evolved over time. Um, so earlier before, I would say, you know, I'm a human resource uh, professional, but, you know, over time, I've also, you know, based on some, um, the ways that I have evolved. So I like to introduce myself and say I'm a people development partner, which embodies a lot of things. You know, so I'm a people development partner and a career coach. Uh, I've spent the last four to five years practicing human resources, um, various aspects of human resource from talent acquisition to learning and development, um, you know compensation and benefits and all other areas of HR. I graduated from Obafemi Awolowo University. I studied psychology. Uh, currently, running on my master's degree at the University of Lagos with a focus on industrial and labor relations. I'm also an associate of the Chartered Institute of Personnel Management (CIPM). Um, I'm very passionate about um, people dynamics, um, organizational developments, you know, which is basically how my introduction has evolved to being a people development partner. It just burns out of the passion to see people be their best self, bring their best self to work and, you know, just do great things. Yeah.
0: So, so, so Tony, I think I'm interested in that evolution, right? Your evolution. Because uh, mm-hmm. when we're working together, we knew you as the L&D person, right? Mm-hmm. The the person who is always on the L and DC, who was always mm-hmm. consulted for trainings and all of that. So what, what really led to that evolution from being an HR professional to right now you are the, uh, introducing yourself as a people development partner? What exactly does that mean?
1: Okay, um, so, I mean, starting my career, you know, I started as, oh, I wanted to do HR. I mean, I saw a lot of people doing HR. It was, it was you know, it was the course or the field, you know, that really attracted me. But I think that over time, and, yeah, I mean, I used to, you know, focus on, oh, learning. I was a learning and development, you know, um, practitioner as well. Like, if you wake me up from sleep, it would be and D. But I think over time, having discovered more part of myself, having done a lot of research, having been exposed to more trainings, I actually started to realize that, okay, HR is just um, a subset of my totality. Yes, I'm passionate about... Um, human resources and all of the aspects in, in human resources. But I realized that, um, if I keep saying I'm a HR practitioner, which is no, not bad, it would, it would limit the extent to which I want to, um, build my career because I realized that I'm not just passionate about human resources. I'm also passionate about, um, public policy. I'm passionate about, um, politics and government, you know, um, social reformations and all. And I believe that people are the greatest asset, the foundation of any epic institution or any epic organization, you know, that exists in the world of today. There's no institution without people. So it made me start thinking that, okay, so I think it's, it's beyond, you know, just being a human resource practitioner, doing the recruitment, the training. It, the, the bigger picture is how can we help people to become better? human beings first before they are better employees in the organization because you know you realize that when people are better individuals on their own they would bring that that vibe to your company they would bring that source that thing that makes them exceptional They they will bring it to your company so for me it goes beyond you know just training people to be better employees i want to train people i want to develop people to be better human beings better citizens in their own in their marriages in the social sectors everywhere if we're better human beings if we're better citizens which is holistic i mean we won't have a problem even you know starting to talk about you know, how to develop employees and all of that. No, once they know that as an individual, these are the things I have to do, this is the kind of person I have to become, it automatically, you know, makes better employees. Yeah. Mm.
0: So, yeah, I I get your point, right? Um, And I appreciate that that's your evolution because I was speaking with somebody some days ago and I mentioned that there's no amount of training you give to anybody in the company who has issues at home. Right, so Absolutely. if you like, develop a training program. If I have emotional issues in my house, I will bring it to the office, and it will Absolutely. affect my job. Yeah. So it is not a one-day training that is going to help me resolve that. Right, I, yeah. I think people development is core and it's key. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't know why a lot of HR professionals are not are not thinking in that line. So well, I, I appreciate your your long long-term thinking. I appreciate your deep thoughts. Right. So, but how did, how did Tony get to this point from, um, being fresh out of OEU, right, in 2014? What was your experience like in landing a job and starting your, your, your own career?
1: Um, so while I was in school, you know, after doing botany, cause I mean, I used to study a science cause botany, after doing botany for three years and I realized that I'm not going to do this thing. When I get out of school, it would have just, you know, I, I mean, personally, I felt like it would have just been a waste of time. Um, so I crossed the psychology. And when I crossed psychology, I started doing the research. Okay, what aspects of psychology, you know, really, really interest me? Um, I found forensic psychology, but again, there were a lot of factors that I had to consider you know, which is what I tell people in choosing a career, you know, as much as you know, you're passionate about it, you also have to be realistic to say, does this course have economic viability in the society that I'm currently existing in? Uh, is it going to bring, yeah, it's going to bring fulfillment, but it's going to also bring profit and money on the long term? Because again, vision is capital intensive. You need money to fund your passion. So I, I had to, you know, go for another area of psychology. You know, that I was also, you know, really passionate about, which was industrial and organizational psychology, which is, you know, where HR falls under. So, um, I knew that that was what I wanted to do when I discovered that cause I'm like, this is what I want to do for a long time. This is, this is where, you know, this passion is. Great. And I'm like, every organization in Nigeria, around the world, everybody has the HR department. So I, I, it's possible for me to exist in all organizations, economic viability, 100%. So I went for that. Because I already knew what I wanted to do, it started to inform the decisions I made even while on campus. I remember that I got my first job. I got, um, I would say an offer for my first job while still writing my final exams, you know, and I got this offer from one of my very dear mentors, uh, you know, that, that inspires me so much, um, Jimmy Terwey. He offered me my first job and, you know, we, we met on social media because I'd been following him. I'm like, is doing great things like this is this is you know sort of a picture of the future that I want so I started to follow him we connected and I was still in school but I think based on some conversations we had and him just getting the vibe of okay this girl is about something he offered me my first job to say okay when you get out of school you can come and intern with me it was it was it blew my mind because I'm like you've never even seen me work and that's another thing to say what you really want to do, your passion, your the thing that drives you, will exude when you have certain conversations. People don't have to see you work yet, but they can feel the vibe. And you know, when he offered me my first job, I'm like, okay, like I'm down for it. Even though you know I couldn't go because I mean it was in Lagos. I had not moved to Lagos yet and everything, but it changed a whole lot of things for me. And when I got into Lagos, so my First, first job that I started working was, you know, uh, was gotten by Sheshewa. Sheshewa is an internship company, you know, where they help um, recent graduates and young professionals, you know, to search for internships and volunteering opportunities. So they got me my first um internship job. And, you know, I had the privilege of working with also two brilliant minds, uh, Imano, Mr. Emmanuel Tafa, and Mr. Deji Kuromi. Like, Amazing, amazing people, you know, just giving me opportunities to learn, opportunities to be better. So the moment I identified what I wanted to do from school, it was easy, you know, to make certain decisions, to not take certain kind of jobs, um, because, you know, I wanted to make quick money or any of those things. So I transitioned, even though, yeah, the pay wasn't great at that time, but you know, the focus for me was learning, you know, Magic. more money because I knew that I'm coming from school. It's not like I have any. Experience. Now, if I really want to be a thought leader you know, in my generation and in this industry or in this career path, I need to gather as much experience as I can gather. So the focus for me there was learning, putting my hands on a lot of things, putting my hands you know, down to work and then not just focusing about the the immediate classification as they were. So, so yeah, that was it for me, you know, after school.
0: Right, so I, I, um, that's amazing because it's it's wonderful when people have that um, foundation before they even leave school, like I didn't, I didn't have that, right? I didn't even know what I was going to be when I was leaving university. I didn't know what I was going to do, right? I, I, I realized human resources when I was still, when I, when I, got, to, um, when I got to, when I got to serve NYSE, that was when I made that decision to do HR, right? So for, for a lot of people who do not have that um, similar um, experience, right, knowledge of what to do, or what what next for their life, right? And and um, as we do this right now, I think some days ago, or yet if not yesterday, uh, we just got some new set of um, uh, young persons in the labor market. They just ended their uh, mandatory um, NYSE, right? So, for, so for them right now, their their focus is getting something, right? Right. Mm-hmm. This is these are fresh people out of school, fresh people in the labor market, and there are a lot of expectations for their life, right? A lot of mm-hmm. expectations their life so now you we would need to have a conversation around that right so what what, what would be your thoughts you know for trying to cover up for those people who also do not know what's next for them right and then people who know you know how would they how do, you, how do you how do you suggest they manage expectations
1: okay um i mean like i said it's good that you know but in case you know you don't know what you want to do yet as it were i would say the first thing is research You have to do a lot of research. There are, there are answers everywhere if you're looking in the right place. So you go and do your research and say, okay, in all the careers, you know, that exist, let me, let me even exaggerate and say in this world, which one is it that, you know, pulls me the more? So you, you, you have to do that research. Which one pulls me the more? What is it that, so you, you also have to ask yourself the question of passion. Again, you can't throw this out. As much as, you know, sometimes you have to, you know, make some decisions, you have to do something that even if not 100%, you know, passionate about, passion also grows. So you have to do your research and say, okay, in all of these things, after streamlining and shortlisting, okay, which one is it that pulls me the most? If they were not paying you, if, you know, if time, uh, money, resources, location, and all of those things were not barrier, you know, for you what would you do what would you be doing what would you be spending your time you know working on what would give you the biggest joy or the biggest fulfillment when you identify that it's easy for you to start making other decisions when you start talking to mentors who are you know currently engaging in that industry or you know you start to um look for internships or you start to look for volunteering opportunities you know just to gather that experience but you see two things, if you don't know, start to do your research. Look at, just pick one person, you know, that you that you admire so much that, you know, beyond their physical looks and, you know, all of those material things, that their life just embodies a future that you always picture. Look at them and they start to highlight and say, okay, what makes this person, this person? What makes this person great person? For example, Jimmy Taylor was someone that, you know, I follow so much and I'm like, This person is so eloquent in his speech. His wisdom is like, is helping people solve their, you know, challenges. Like, what's this man doing? So I followed him and I'm still following him. You know, I had to do a lot of research, just take a picture and say, okay, this person, what makes them who they are? When you identify all those things, all those attributes, all those resources they've interacted with, the books they've read and all those knowledge, you know, they've been able to use. You can start to identify and say, "Okay, I think this is what I really want to do. I think this is what I'm. I, I think this is what you know. I want to spend the rest of my
0: life." Mm, amazing, Tony. Uh, so what just what just came to my mind, right, when you were speaking, is uh, the generation that we live in. A lot of people are already looking for where their next salary is going to come from, mm. right? Especially now that they are out of school, they just feel like we need to start earning the dividend of the amount of money we spend. You know, mm. studying this course. So do I have mm. that time to do a lot of research? Or I should just look for, I mean, I just need to look for a job. That's all I need.
1: See, the thing is, when, when people, I mean, that mindset is, it's a mindset that we have to start, not condemn outrightly, but we have to start changing. We have to start reorientating because we also need to understand that people have bills that they need to pay. Some people sponsor themselves through school. So, uh, you know, the, the, the next thing for us to say will not be, uh, don't focus on the money now because again, they need the money. They have responsibilities. But here's the thing that I always tell people. It's okay if you know, you know, you are working because you know, you need this money urgently. It's, it's, it's very okay and it's understandable. You want to give yourself a plan and say, okay, oh, I need money and I know that I cannot steal. You cannot steal you cannot do anything illegal you make a plan for yourself and say, from this period to this period i need to save this amount of money and then you start to you know focus on how you want to make this money from the the career or the job that you have chosen again there's a difference between a job and a career path so a job is something that you find that you are doing at the moment that gives you um that that gives you return in that sense so you invest it gives you return invest by putting in the work doing the job and all of those things but a career is long term a job is short term a career is long term so a career is that you would make tough decisions at some point you would have to let go of some things at some point you have to throw immediate gratification out of the door but for a job it's immediate you need the money so yeah make a plan for yourself okay from this period to this period i need to also amount i'm going to work for this you know period make that money when you are ready to really start to do you know what is really burning on your hearts the honest truth is it might not be immediately rewarding and that's that's the story or or that's the gist that we all need to catch you know as young graduates, it will not always be rewarding immediately there are times you're going to face challenges but you have to tell yourself what is my focus for the long run what is what what future do i see about this thing so I tell people, if it is money, it's not a problem. Make a plan for yourself. But if it is that you really want to build a career in this thing, you are going to make hard decisions. You are going to make tough decisions. My very first job, I think, was maybe 30k or 50k. And I was living on the mainland and I was working all the way in VI. It was yes. not, I'm not even going to lie that I, it was, you know, VI that after work, you have to wait for another one hour and then struggle to get into the bus and all of those things. Yeah. Many times I'm like, no, I can't do this. But I see eyes on the goal. I just, I already had a picture. I'm like, this is the picture I have. So put it in front of me and I started to walk towards it. Many days where, you know, you would be up as early as 5 a.m. And, you know, you're not getting back to your house until 10 p.m. Now, I understand that, you know, those things can be very, but the truth is you've got to do what you have to do. After some point, you won't have to go through those things anymore. Like I said, Buddha, now, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe, maybe, but I'm not sure I can, you know, wake up five a.m. and I'm out to go and catch a bus because you know I'm. I'm not very sure. Um, I will still. <laughs> I still have it, you know. know Same. But you I see, at that. first, there are some prices that you would pay that you know that you are paying it now so that you will not keep on paying it for the rest of your life. Mm, yeah. So you've got to make a decision. You've got to focus on what the price is. Do all that you have to do. make all the sacrifices that you have to make now. If it means taking a pay course, if it means even working and working for free, but well, you know that the experience you are going to get here is one that money cannot buy. If it means them working you, let me, my first job after NYSE was as a technical assistant. It wasn't even HR, you see the fascinating thing about it, but here's the, here's, here's the thing, it was, as a technical assistant to the CEO of an HR consulting company. So when I got the job, they were like, Oh, they're looking for, you know, a technical assistant, you know, to the CEO. I looked at the company, HR company. I'm like, No, that what they want to do is HR. But you see, I had seen the CEO. She's who we call a thought leader in the HR industry. Like, our knowledge is not, is not, is not from here. I knew that this woman I was going to, I was going to learn and so has, As much as I can. So I went for the interview of the technical assistant job because I was going to be working with her, you know, one on one, you know, running some errands, you know, just, you know, running a calendar and all of those things. I took the job. I took the job and I was a technical assistant for more than eight months. But you see, while being a technical assistant, I eventually graduated into an HR officer. Mm. It was from that place that, you know, someone was asking me uh, some, some days ago, um, oh okay, yeah, yeah, it was my husband actually asking me that how did you learn to to build presentations like this And I said, my very first job after NYc taught me how to structure presentation. Mm. What I do today, that very first job gave me that experience. Mm. how to structure PowerPoint presentations, how to stand in front because we would have mock uh, mock presentation, how to stand in front of an audience. Even though yes, I was doing you know all that technical assistant work. It's you that will plan office party. It's you that will plan program. You'll be looking like, I oh, well, this is not why I came here. But the truth is, mm. as long as you are there and anyway you learn to stay there and do it, because after a while you get your next job. Nobody is going to come and tell you to plan office party. But you see, for that moment, you've got to do all it takes. You've got to give it all it takes, you know, to to get what you really want. So. From there, I learned a whole lot. So for me, money was not, you know, was not the, the quick thing for me at that point. It was the fact that I needed to learn. I didn't have small dreams. It was big. In fact, bigger than me that sometimes it scares me. So I'm like, I want to be a thought leader in my generation. I want to be a voice to be reckoned with in this industry. I identified I some of the prices I needed to pay, you know, and I started to pay. It. and I'm still paying some, but I know that a, a, a season will come. Where I won't have to pay so much, or I won't even have to pay at all. Like I'm paying prices now, so yeah.
0: Amazing, right? Uh, <laughs> so I think what's phenomenal and and and, and, and is standing out for me from your conversation uh, from, from some minute ago is eyes on the go, getting a job if if you have to for the meantime to pursue the career that you truly love to pursue. Right? Thank you to him for for your for sharing that that bit of your experience. Right? Mm-hmm. Nobody. Nobody would have thought that Tony was once a technical assistant into nature and that's where the whole journey started, right? So Tony, I say you do a lot of uh, from your from your love and and commitment to people development. You do a lot of uh, work with young people these days, right? So from 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 that work, what what are, what have been the limitations for 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 that you discovered from young people, and then how have you been able to help them overcome the limitations to you know finding themselves? In to the career that they usually want to see. um
1: i think first of all i think some of the you know the things that identified you know about young people is and you mentioned one of it at first is first of all you know not even knowing what they want to do you know i just rounded up um a career clarity coaching session for a group of people and you know this was like the major question that came up of. Okay, I don't even know what I want to do after school. And which I answered the question already of, you've got to do your research. You know that you want to, you want to make impact, yeah? Which is the popular language I want to make impact. I want to, you know, I want to be, a, you know that. Then start to do your research on which area you want to make your impact. You can't, impact won't jump on you. You've got to look for an area where you are dedicated, where you are committed, where you are putting in the work. So it's the fact that sometimes people don't know the word They don't know what they want to do. And then they don't even try to find out what they want to do. To go on a research role, I give them questions. So I start to ask questions about, okay, tell me, what are you passionate about? If money, time, resources, location, you know, was not a barrier, what would you be doing? What would give you the greatest fulfillment? And then I start to ask, define success in a sentence. What, What does success mean to you? To say, oh, I'm a successful person. What will it mean to you? I say, write that down. And I say, identify two to three people that represent a picture of the future that you are looking out for i think the moment people start to do that it starts to get clearer to you say mm, okay maybe okay. i'm i'm beginning to streamline what i really want to do because you look at a person's life you see what they're doing you love them when you break it down and start to look at why you love them you eventually find the thing that attracts you to yeah. them so 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 i think in that area of you know not knowing what you want to do i always tell people you've got to put in the work at that point, knowing what to do is your job. So, we, we always say that before you get a job, finding a job is your job. So you do it like, like life and death. You find it every day. That's one. Another thing that I find with, um, <clears throat> with, um, young people is when they say, Oh, I'm not getting the kind of job that I want. You know, I start to ask, how's your CV like? How's your cover letter like? Ah, <sighs> in fact. I get some CVs, and I'm like, no. Let me tell you what I do now. It might seem harsh, but you see, I realized that you know, and I, I made a public announcement before taking that decision. A beautiful decision to say, if I request for a CV that you apply for a you know, job position or something, and I clearly state that use the subject, uh, use the title of the job as subject. Yeah. Any that I receive that has no subject, I don't open it. I delete it immediately. I'm sorry, Ash, but you see, the thing is, you know, I even have other people who will say, I don't even have to state it in the subject. The moment it does not have this, I don't have to say it in the, in the message. The moment it does not have a subject, I trash it. Because again, it's beyond, you know, just HR or, or, you know, trying to feel like, um, you know, I have the power. No. Part of this is that we're teaching you how to become better communicators. Mm. Even your mail writing and your mail sending. If you wanted to send a mail to the governor or to the senator, you will not send it without a subject. But you see, you won't know that you should not send it without a subject if you have not been, uh, if you have been sending your mails without a subject. So it's communication exercise. I trash it immediately. Mm-hmm. So I tell people, follow the instructions. You are sending them a mail, send a proper mail. Put a little body. Dear recruiting manager, please find attached my CV as requested. It's that simple. Not just numerals forward, forward, forwarded from, forwarded from. In fact, I saw one mail one day. You could tell that the person had forwarded it to almost 20 people. It's not bad. But can you just make a clean mail? Like, just show the person you are sending me so that this is important to me. Then, remove from the roof to your CV, the content of your CV. I still see a lot of things, and I'm like, it's not it's not bad if you don't know what to do in your CV. But can you ask a professional, don't be lazy. Don't, don't, don't just try to, you know, stay in your own bubble. Ask a professional. People are building CVs for people. Tell them to help you build your CVs and then learn how they are building so that the next time you want to, uh, you want to, you know, restructure your CV, you know how to do it yourself. Ask someone to clean up your CV for you, your cover letters. Ask someone to check it for you. Just make sure you are doing a good job when you are applying for even your first job. Because I see a lot of people have this mindset of, ah, they understand now. Maybe I'm just a fresh graduate. You see, this? Who are putting in the work of a senior professional, but they are just fresh graduate. So I'm going to give that person priority over the person who's just like, oh, I'm not sure. you're not just a fresh graduate. No. Let your CV look clean. Let it look beautiful. Let, it, let me open your senior blank. Uh-uh. Let me be the one saying, uh. Uh-uh. Oh, you're just a fresh graduate. How are you writing so good? Let me keep that decision for you to make. So you have to put in the work. Put in the work like you are applying for a senior manager role, clean your CV, make it clean, make it beautiful, put in the necessary words, words. clearly state your experiences, your education, don't just mumble everything up. And another thing is, will lead to the interview stage. So assuming that you have all of those things already, also prepare for the interview. I see people come to interviews, yes you're a fresh graduate, I've never had an interview and without sense of humility. That I did not adequately prepare for. I have I have a journal. If you look at my journal about me, I have it written like almost four times. Because see, every time I go for an interview, I know the first question, and that's another thing. People <laughs> don't research. What are the likely questions you will ask me? I know that the first question anybody will ask you. I mean, when I got on this interview, the first question you asked me was, Can you tell us about yourself? If I yeah. had in my head first, it won't just jump on me and be like, "Oh, okay, um," but it's where I am. I'll just know it. No, there are times you have to memorize who you are about in that sense, and of course, of course, from a from a deep seated from a place of deep seated conviction to say this is where I really am. But sometimes you have to write it out, introduce yourself to us, tell us a bit about yourself, write it out. Look at the likely questions we will ask you. Do your research about the company. You don't have to. You don't have to cram or all the managing directors and the board of directors or their vision and their mission. No, just know what they're about and also know why you are coming for this interview. Know why you want to join this organization and how your values and the values, your mission and their mission, how it aligns. Know all that. You would ace your interview. If you are adequately prepared, even if you don't get the job, you would have made an impression. I've had people tell me, you know, I went for, I went for, <laughs> I went for an interview one day, and you know, it was for a bit of a senior role, you know, above my level then. And I went for the interview, even though the, the person, you know, I felt like I even, you know, did terrible, because the person was interviewing me, she was asking me questions. But you see, innocent me. I was answering. But you see, I was even giving the wrong answers, because I didn't really know. But I was using idea. And she would tell me, yes and I think no, 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 that's not right. This is it. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, thank you for enlightenment and everything. And I went, I'm like, uh, this job. Well, you see, they called me back I would like to move you to the next stage. I was shocked and made an impression at that because she told me, she said, you know, even though, you know, some of the attachment people, I liked your enthusiasm. I liked your passion. I liked your confidence. I like, so she mentioned the skills that she liked and she said, I would like to move you to the next stage. Of course, I mean, I turned down the next because I actually realized that I wasn't ready for that role. So I need to do a lot more work. So I turned down the role. But here is it. You would have made an impression on the people. Someone can refer you to someone else. So you have to do your job. And, uh, I mean, like I said earlier, sometimes people, the reason why, when people search for their job, they're looking like, ah, how much is this something?
0: Yeah.
1: If uh, it's not, you know, I hear this thing all the time. People say, ah, I have to make my school fees money back. You will not make your school fees back in your first year of your getting a job. Let's not Like, for real? You're not going to make your school fees back. You're not going to make your certification money back immediately. Well, you see, those are the things that you have to say, oh, I studied this, I have this experience, I have a certification. Eventually, you will make it. But don't be under the pressure to make your school fees money back on your first job. It will not happen like that. It might for some people, but it but more often than not, it will not happen like that. So you have to be patient. You have to be patient on this career journey, on this life as for manage your expectations. I've heard people also say, you know, you know, I've not been you know able to get a job. I tell people just keep trying. Keep at it. Every day. Wake up and say today, I'm going to send ten CVs and I mean make ten applications. Is that deep? Is that serious? Until you get the job, keep applying. Some people will call you back. Some people get discouraged on the fact that "Ah, they didn't call me back. Not everybody is going to call you back. And you need to start understanding that not everybody is going to call you back. But keep applying till you get that one that you want to do. And even when one comes, that is not exactly what you do. Is it possible for you to take it, you know, just for, you know, experience and just for you to acquire some soft skills like, you know, emotional intelligence, you know, communication, um interpersonal relationship and all of those things you know is it possible for you to just take that job for the main time and then you know till you find something you want to do yeah so so those are some of the um, areas and you know some of the the, the solutions to 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 offer to them
0: amazing amazing you've 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 <laughs> you've just rendered some points um, homeless they don't have any home they don't have any space to stay anymore because yes yeah, because i because we see these conversations on the daily basis and and it's, it's it's important that we address them head on, right? Especially now that even the labour market is in red, mm. in red. So Toy, yeah. so, this 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 probably will be my last question. How often do you have um, your cl- clarity coaching session for for those listening and who want to be a particular person? Um. So the the last one
1: that I just concluded was actually the, the first ever and it was a one-on-one coaching so it was my first time over of, of doing a one-on-one coaching but you know i had goals 90 day goals that i needed to smash and one of it was you know have a one-on-one um coaching session with you know 10 people and so that was the first one but subsequently i'll be opening up um, um new sessions so i would put it out um i'm not sure if it's going to be this year you know as you know i have you know, some other things lined up, but I will definitely put it out when I'll be having the next um, coaching session.
0: All right, so how can um, everybody listening to you connect with your Omotayo? Quick okay. So,
1: um, So on LinkedIn, I'm your Omotayo on LinkedIn. Uh, On Instagram, I'm Tony Omotayo underscore. So I think those are the two major ways to connect with me.
0: Yeah, LinkedIn and Instagram, basically, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Oluwato, for your much higher. It's been a beautiful time having this conversation with you, um, mm-hmm. sharing sharing an insight into your journey and your lessons so far. Thank you so much for having me. It was an exciting session. Thank you for listening to this episode. For more episodes, visit www.greatawaiting.com.